Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Hey, Chris Barsby is with us on this Thursday. How are you, Chris? I'm really well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I was just looking at Gloucester Park. Gee, magnificent storms in a race, an easier, well, it's the easiest race he's been in for some time and thus the price reflects that. Yeah, and I'm surprised by that as well, Steve. After such a torrid trip last week in the Fremantle Cup, he's on a quick seven-day backup and knowing that the, the WA Pacing Cup comes up next week. So I'm keen to talk to Matty Young a little bit later just about that and to see if he was surprised to see Magnificent Storm amongst the acceptors for this Friday night's meeting at Gloucester Park. So Matty Young will join us a little bit later. Brittany Graham will join us. But I wanted to talk more about the Hunter Cup because, as we know, Steve, King of Swing returns to racing this Saturday night at Menangle. He's currently the favourite for the Hunter Cup with tab fixed prices. He's at three fifty. But there's a number of other horses that are right in the mix. Expensive Ego, who steps out in the Casey Classic on Saturday night at Melton. He's on the second line of betting at 450. Chris Alford booked to drive Expensive Ego this weekend. Lock and Varant, 450. Spirit of St. Louis, he's been on a tear, winning all of the country cups down there in Victoria. Bendigo, Shepparton, Ballarat last week. And then we're going out to Bombsell Benjamin, the Inter-Dominion winner. As we know, he won't be headed to Melbourne next week for the Hunter Cup. Next horse in betting is Willie Go West, a lightly raced horse. He's five years of age. He's won nine from 19, $11. He was an easy winner last time out in Tassie, winning the Hobart Cup down there, smashed the track record, which was held by Blacks of Fake and Flashing Red. He's not starting this weekend, so he's obviously going to go to that Hunter Cup fresh up next week. So I want to talk more about Willie Go West this morning. He's trained by Dean Braun. He's been kind enough to join us now. Dean, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. He's an intriguing runner for the Hunter Cup. Yes, um, he is. He's um, he's a pretty serious horse. Um, like you said, he's only had the 19 starts and and won nine of them. I think, to be honest, he's probably only been beat on his merits once uh, if he hasn't made a mistake. And that's when he runs second to Finn's Frost and he was off the track in a slippery raft half. But the other times he's only been beat is when he's made a mistake, a couple of stands in Tasmania and a couple of times other times when he's been checked in running. Okay, so I've got to ask, the obvious question, you are definitely headed to the Hunter Cup next week, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. It's sort of been his target. Our first main target of the season was um, was a British Crown free-for-all and unfortunately um, he got about a colic three days before that, so which was pretty disappointed in that, uh, which has taken a little bit longer to, uh, to get him back. We would have loved to have gone around at Ballarat last week, but... Um, you know, we were sort of bit pressed for time with what happened and um, we thought he would have been pretty hard to beat that week with the draw. But, um, yeah, no, he's um, he's returned home from Tasmania. Probably took a little longer to uh, to get back and bounce back to his feet. Um, but he seems right on top of his game now. We trained this morning and um, we're really, really happy with the way he's heading. He was awesome winning that feature race in Tasmania. As I said, smashed the track record, long-standing track record. And... Uh, couple of handy ones to Blacks of Fake and Flashing Red. They could stay in their own right. So to, to obliterate that track record, uh, confidence levels going into the race must have been high. Yeah, we weren't 100% happy with him. He, you know, was, has had a few issues with his blood since he had the colic, but um, he trialled really, really good on the Tuesday against Cruz Bromac, and they brushed home in 26 in a piece. So um, we travelled down there, and we got a front row draw, and 
he, he managed to work his way to the front. He obviously, with the track record, he had to earn it. And he, he ran along, and the track probably wasn't quick. I mean, it's sort of hard down there because caliber horses don't really get down there, but it stood. Normally when they um, stand for that long, they, they very rarely get broken. And he sort of did it all on the front end. And, um, yeah, we're really, really happy with the way he went and happy the way he's come through it now. And, like I said, he trained, trained awesome this morning. So um, I suppose the hardest part now is, you know, making sure the selectors hopefully can, we can go to start. Oh, surely. Oh, he's well. got to get a start. Well, I would like to think so, but I mean it's a strong lineup, so you would you would definitely hope so. Anyway, um, I'm sure he's good enough. Um, I'd very rarely talk horses up, and I haven't really talked this horse up, but I'm sure um, you know if he did if he was able to draw a barrier, um, they definitely know he's there. And if not, if he didn't, if he drew a bad barrier, well, I still think he can ride in it. He's um, his gates definitely improved, and um, he showed with that trial when he took a trail and come to the outside and paced really good and brushed home in 26-3 that day. So, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's a horse, especially off a, off a genuine tempo, and he does love to stay and trip. Like, his run at Maribor over the 2700 was was pretty good as well. So he does thrive on a trip, um, and if he happens to draw good, well, that's even better. If he draws bad, well, I'm sure he'll get home off a hot tempo. He's a genuine, realistic winning chance in this race, uh, all things considered. And when you look at some of those country cups in, in recent weeks down there, with no no disrespect, a, a few of those were making up the numbers. But this guy's got genuine claims. And, and if he draws a gate, he's a real live hope. Yeah, I, I would think so. If he, if he happened to draw to jump on the lure, he would um, he take some catching, I'm sure. I'm probably, people that disagree with me, but... Um, I'm fortunate enough to have had a lot of good horses over the years, and um, I'm sure this horse is my next good one. Is Chris Alford a lock to drive Willie Go West if he gets a start? Um, I would think he'd be. Uh, it's, it's not a lock, um, but I would. I'd be pretty disappointed if he did not. I think he will drive him. Yeah. Okay. Does that uh, cloud the issue a little bit this week with uh, with Chris driving expensive ego? No, not for mine at all. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think he'd be driving expensive ego over Willie Go West if if they both going to start next week. And what about Max Delight? Uh, well, that's probably a question you have to ask Chris. I mean, they clashed once before, um, and Chris and Chris elected to drive Willie Go West. Um, you know, I haven't really had a conversation with him yet, but I'd be pretty confident that um, Willie Go West going to start, he'd be driving driving him. So, so what do you do with him? Does he get spotted publicly before Saturday week? Do you give him another trial? Or are you confident that you can get him 100% ready to go, you know, uh, just keeping him at home and, and ticking him over that way? He does seem to... He's sort of more like a thoroughbred. He does seem to race pretty good fresh. Um, probably step him out at Bendigo... Excuse me, Bendigo trials Monday night and just give him a little blowout just to blow the cobwebs out and the nerves and uh, he'll, uh, he'll head there off that, I would think. Okay. What did you make of last week's Ballarat Cup with Spirit of St. Louis winning? Ah, it was a good race. It was an entertaining race. Um, and uh, they're pretty nice horses. I mean, this horse raced Spirit of St. Louis in New Zealand, albeit a long time ago. But um, he led and took a trail on Spirit of St. Louis and beat him. I'm not saying he beat him now, but, you know, I'm sure he's, he's right up there in the top echelon of paces in this state anyway. How important is this barrier draw going to be for the Hunter Cup? The King of Swing, he's got to step out on the weekend. Oh, I know they're hoping to, to gain a good barrier draw, so it's obviously really vital. 
Oh, well, you know what it's like at this level, Chris. Um, barrier draws, you know, are very, very important. It's not the end of the world to us. Uh, but, yeah, we'd certainly like to uh, to draw the lead early, that's for sure. OK, so a little trial on Monday night and then he'll be nominated and then you just got to sit and wait and hope that uh, he gets a start. Well, that's basically as it is. I mean, I personally think he's done enough, but I'm sure there's plenty of other connections that think their horse has done enough as well. I mean, he really couldn't have done a lot more, um, in my eyes. Um, yeah, it would have been nice, and our plan was to go around at Ballarat last week. But when he had that little setback, um, we were sort of a little bit behind the eight ball, and, and we thought Hobart was definitely a better option, being an open race rather than Cobham with the back on it, and then planned to, to go to Ballarat. But as he didn't travel home, 100%. Um, he's got a pretty rough crossing. Um, okay, well, we'll just wait. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see with Willie Go West. I've got to ask you about another horse in your stable. I'm off and gone. This mare, former Kiwi, was just scorching winning at Ballarat last week. Is there any sort of plans for her? Is she like Ladyship Cup in Melton next week bound? Do you look at the Ladyship Mile in Sydney? Have you got any sort of grand plans for her? Uh, yeah, the, her first main target since she arrived has been that Ladyship Cup. Um, she took a little bit of organising and getting used to our system. Uh, she came in fantastic order. And, uh, it was a little bit hard to work her out, but um, I'm sure we're on the right track with her now. So she'll definitely head to that Ladyship Cup next week. Um, you know, if we're lucky enough to win it, well, we get a ticket straight into the Ladyship Mile, which would be handy. Um, if not, we'll probably have to go to Sydney for the qualifiers. But um, I'm sure she's um, she's a mare with plenty of bottom and. You know, she's she's a grand, she's a great one winner in New Zealand already, so uh, I'm sure she's going to acquit herself well well here against these things. Okay, well, uh, you've had a lot of good fillies uh, in your care over the years, but uh, and and she came across from New Zealand with good credentials, but she was stunning last week. Yeah, absolutely, John and Robert Dunn. You know, they do a fantastic job with the horses, and she arrived in in fantastic order. Um, and probably I was a little bit kind to her early doors, and just not knowing her, but um, was sort of. Got her pretty much pegged out now, I think, and um, we've upped her workload. And she was training with down with Cruz Bromac and um, and training with him. So I mean, he may well be past his best, but he'd still work pretty good at home. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's definitely heading in the right direction now, and we we're thrilled with her run last week. All right, two others I've got to ask about quickly. You just mentioned Cruz Bromac, the New Zealand Cup champ. He's recently out of retirement. He's only had the two runs back. What's happening with him? Uh, he's been uh, sent to Sydney uh, to chat to our manager, you know, Denny's Amitaros, the other day. And just, you know, really, really happy with him soundness-wise and all that. But um, we've decided to send him to Jason Grimson in Sydney uh, with these races coming up. And Jason seems to have a knack of turning these sort of horses around. So um, we're just really hoping that he can turn this horse around and, and get him back to somewhere near uh, where he should be. Uh, if not, I'm tipping he'll be back in the retirement, I Okay, and the other one that I wanted to ask about, uh, I've been waiting for this filly for some time. She's now a mare. She was here in Queensland during the Winter Carnival. We never got to see this mare, or filly at the time, Belmont Diva. What, what's the update with her? Uh, she's just back in work now, Chris. Um, yeah, I really like her. I mean, she's been here a long time, and unfortunately haven't been able to race her yet. We did take her into Albion Park uh, and give her a private trial up there before the Queensland Oaks, and unfortunately about Four days later, she rolled and got cast in her box and gave her leg a whack. So we had to abort those Queensland Oaks plans. Um, Luke drove her that day and he was pretty happy with her. So 
we got her back home and then she got a foot abscess and we couldn't get it to bust out. So we were sort of in trouble getting her ready for the Vic bread. So I just decided, you know, let's just put her out, forget about her, bring her back in and um, hopefully uh, all the bad luck's behind us. But um, she looks awesome. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited about her. Um, she's very fast. So um, if she can stay, um, I'm sure she'll be pretty nice also. All right. Well, plenty to look forward to as far as Dean Braun is concerned. And it all points towards Willie Go West starting next Saturday night in the Hunter Cup. A brilliant performance last time out, smashing the track record in Tassie. And he's a, a live chance and he's right in the mix as far as the tab market is concerned. Dean, really appreciate the time. Best of luck. No worries at all. Thanks very much. There's Dean Braun joining us. Let's talk about the Chariots of Fire because we saw the favourite step out last Saturday night in Sydney for the first time, Craig. We've seen this guy in Queensland last year during our Winter Carnival, and he is a sight to behold. There is no doubt about it. And he was stunning, winning first up at Menanga last Saturday night. Did his fair share of work, some 50-mile rate, and as a result, that's why he is the favourite for the Chariots of Fire. Right now, he is a $3.30, the favourite, over Bondi Lockdown 550, at now at $7. It was a, a double last week for Kentuckiana Lodge, Cran and Chrissy Dalgetty because it was not only Krug, but they also claimed the feature, the Wraith Memorial, with Remember Me, who is a daughter of Adore Me, the champion there from a few seasons ago. The man that is in control of the Kentuckiana Lodge team in Sydney is Carter Dalgetty. And he was in the winner's circle on Tuesday, and he's going to step out later tonight at Penrith. And he joins us now. Carter, good morning. Congratulations. Hi, Chris. Yeah, thanks for that. It's been a great week so far, and I'm just hoping you can continue. Well, it couldn't get any better right now, I'm tipping for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saturday was a huge thrill, really, to have two of my nice horses both win really well. And and then Tuesday was just a great personal achievement, really. Um, winning a race at Menangle was something I've wanted to do since a little boy, and now I've done it, so I'm happy. Okay, well, let's talk about you firstly on Tuesday. You had, was it two drives on the day? Didn't get off to the best start with the trotter. Trotters being trotters, they can do a bit wrong. But uh, Lily's was your winning drive, and uh, you gave her a perfect trip. Yeah, I had um, had three on the day. Um, the first trotter went off stride early, and, and the second one did the same thing. So I was off to a bad start. But, yeah, Lily's um, had the nice draw, drew one, and, and she, um, she she lapped it up really well. And it was quite a high-speed high filly, and I think she's got another couple of wins in her. Okay, well, we've seen her here in Queensland previously, Lily, so she is a talented type, no doubt about it. Let's go back to the star power from last Saturday night with Krug and Remember Me. Uh, expectations are going into this Sydney campaign with Krug. He's here for the Chariots of Fire. Was that the perfect way to start his campaign? Uh, yes, it was, to put it simply. Um, it was exactly what we wanted. Um, we just wanted him to get used to the Menangle tempo of racing, just running even pace and... He did exactly that with a little bit left in his tank too, so um, it was just perfect. He's a beautifully bred stallion, a son of Better's Delight. So to go sub-50, a 49.9 mile rate, that adds plenty of value uh, long-term as far as his stallion career is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. That um, I'm sure he's going to do a lot better than that um, through his next couple of runs and, and maybe even next year, but um, yeah, he is still on the rise. Okay, does he start next week in that first round of qualifiers? Is it the Hondo Grattan next week? Uh, yes, you'll see him uh, next Saturday in the Hondo Grattan. That'll be his uh, next assignment. And hopefully if he qualifies for final in that, 
um, we'll just toss up whether we back him up the next week or we just keep him fresh for the chariots. Okay. Uh, how's he been since that win there on the weekend? Um, very good, actually. Um, I, I knew going into the run he would have been a lot better following it, and he is exactly that. He's he's really getting used to his surroundings here at Menangle, and his coach is starting to shine, and um, his, his work this week is just going to be stepped up a touch, and, um, yeah, he's, he's ready to go with the big boys now. Okay, well, that's exciting, and we look forward to seeing him step out Saturday week. What about this filly? She's beautifully bred. You won't find a better bred filly anywhere in the world than and just remember me, Captain Treacherous, adore me. And uh, she was really good. She looks like she's got a stack of improvements still to come as well. Yeah, absolutely. She's only um, lightly raced this girl, and, and she only started racing um, a few months ago. But, but as you say, just every single start and every week at home, she's just getting better and better. And she's a very relaxed, laid-back sort of filly. Um, so that helps being a Captain Treacherous. And I think she will um, improve every start she has. Well, she caught 51.8 there last Saturday night, Carter. So uh, did that surprise in any way that she was able to do that time and do it as comfortably as what she did? Um, to be fair, I probably know she's got a lot of talent, so I, I probably knew she could run that. But um, I think you'll see the best of her when you get her out to 2,300. She's just so tough and she'll just keep rolling. Um, so the Oaks is just really going to suit her being over the longer distance. Okay. Well, we look for when does she step out again? Uh, at this stage, um, she's going to race next Tuesday just in a class race at Menangle. Oh, does that mean that one Carter Dalgetty takes the drive? Uh, it's a big chance, yes. <laughs> oh, that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, it will be great to drive a high-class filly like her, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, fingers crossed there. Uh, tonight, Penrith, uh, you're making the trip there at the foot of the mountains. You've drawn uh, the inside of the second row with Sir Face. So it's a, uh, a difficult assignment drawing the inside of the second row at any track, but on a small track at Penrith. What are the expectations here? He's got good winning form. Yeah, he won really nice last start this horse, and coming up with the inside barrier draw, I'll, I'll probably just have to drive him for luck. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to driving around an 800-metre track. We don't have those in New Zealand, so it's definitely going to be a new experience. But what is the smallest size track that you've driven at? Uh, I think Alexandra Park is a 1,000 metres. That's the smallest we have. This is going to be a real eye-opener for you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've heard a lot of things. It's just hard and fast and pretty tight. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be much the wiser after the race. All right. Well, safe travels tonight with Surface going around in race four. And uh, keep up the great work with Krug and Just Remember Me. They made a uh, fantastic... Uh, uh, efforts last week, winning both of their races respectively at Menangle. So we look forward to seeing them next week, but really appreciate the time. Yeah, no, thanks, Chris. Very good. Looking forward to getting them back to the races. All right, there's Carter Del Giddy. So looking after those uh, big-name performers in Sydney, and uh, it's no small feat to, to look after, you know, those sort of runners. Uh, Krug and Just Remember Me comes with a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectation, but uh, they were stunning in their own rights. Uh, last Saturday night. Britt Graham from Sky Racing is now joining us. Britt, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. He made a statement there, Krug, last week, uh, similar to the way he sort of stepped out of his campaign uh, back. Yeah, no Rashton. doubt. He was, uh... he was very dominant, so the Chariots of Fire is going to be uh, right at his mercy. You would think so, wouldn't you? He was, uh, yeah, super there. 
on Saturday night at Menangle, and we know that it often takes a horse a, a run or two to get used to the style of racing as well. So he wasn't in that camp, and uh, yeah, I thought he did a, a super job, and he looked extra sharp. So a perfect start, and now they can sort of plot their their plan to that chariot to fire, and I'm sure that many of his rivals are uh, pretty worried after seeing that anyway. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Let's talk all things Hunter Cup now. King of Swing, the uh, the big champ, he's back in action this Saturday night with the Casey Classic final lead-up race down there in Melbourne on the weekend. Uh, expensive Ego steps out there, so the McCarthy's rolling out their big guns in two different states this weekend. How does it set up for the following week? It's going to be interesting, isn't it? That Ballarat Cup last week was awesome. It was just a great race to watch and uh, I think it was a, a real entree to what's to come in that Hunter Cup when you throw in the likes of, of King of Swing. So um, interesting this week with that Casey Classic. It's a dollar thirty-five expensive ego, which is a pretty short price. I think Triple Eight is absolutely flying. I give him a, a, a genuine hope to be on the there on Saturday night. I know he's got a wide front row draw, but he does have that tactical advantage on expensive ego. He had no luck in the Ballarat Cup. He got so wide around that last turn. His Bendigo Cup run was excellent. That form's been franked. And I know he doesn't have great gate speed, but there's probably on that front line not a genuine lot of gate speed around him, to be honest. He might be able to get the, the hop on Expensive Ego Triple Eight, and I, I give him a chance if he can do so. So I thought Expensive Ego got a pass mark last week. I know he was first up without a trial, so you would expect there's going to be a stack of improvement uh, from that. But I just thought the dollar thirty-five was, was pretty slim pickings uh, off the second row there, where I guess his fate is in the hands of a few other horses. Okay, I'm just going to go through the market for the tab uh, Hunter Cup Saturday week. King of Swing three fifty, Expensive Ego four fifty, Lock and Bar Art four fifty, Spirit of St Louis four fifty. So they all share the second line. Bonsell Benjamin we know isn't going there. Eleven dollars. Willie Go West we spoke with Dean Braun earlier. Eleven dollars. Honolulu Bay fourteen question mark against him starting next week. He's more Sydney bound. Triple eight seventeen dollars. The horse you just mentioned, and then it blows out to forty one dollars or better for the rest. So. Does anything take your fancy there currently? Well, Triple Eight's probably the overs in the race. He mightn't quite be uh, part of the the big four that we had that we see just spoke about at the top end of the market, but he's certainly capable. We saw that last year. He ran a great race in the Victoria Cup and he won that group one a, a few weeks earlier. So he's surely got to get a, a change of fortune when it comes to barrier draw. But I'm I'm still firmly in the Lock and Bar Art camp. I know he's been beaten the last few weeks, but coming off such a long layoff for an older stallion like him. It was always going to take him a few runs and he certainly hasn't disgraced himself. So I guess just what sticks out in my mind are races like the Hunter Cup of last year, the Victoria Cup of two years ago, where he was just so excellent. Now we know that we that he's had serious injuries since then and serious time off as well. But David Moran knows his horse so well and he just seems to really rise to the occasion and he's always been a horse that even before the injuries, he's really improved your preparation. So 450 about him is probably the way I'd be leaning at this point in time. Okay, so you're in the Lock and Var Art camp at this point for the Hunter Cup with King of Swing. Say he comes out, wins on Saturday night, barrier draws done for the Hunter Cup and say he draws 11 or 12. Is he guaranteed to start next week? I would I would assume so. It's obviously been the reason that he's 
come up at, at this point in time and it's a big money race. So uh, I would assume that to be the case and particularly when he only, by all reports, has a, has a few more runs under his belt, I doubt they'd be dodging races of that calibre, put it that way. Okay. What's your best bet for the weekend, Britt? I really like Tough Monarch in that Trotters Cup Group 1, the seventh race on Saturday night at Melton. I heard you chat with Ricky Orton yesterday. He was full of confidence. And he seems a horse that Ricky knows him so well. When he's confident, he's normally pretty spot on the mark. And I like his first up run a few weeks ago. He's got the ace draw. Majestuoso is going to be a big danger, but he doesn't have that tactical advantage with Tough Monarch drawing to his inside. Temporale's racing super well, but I think he's got a tricky draw. So I think he's around 550 at the moment, Tough Monarch, and that probably represents a little bit of overs for mine, or at least he was the last time I looked. So we'll go with him as the best race seven, number one at Melton on Saturday night, Tough Monarch. Okay, Tough Monarch. Great value there, currently at 550. Britt, as always, really appreciate the time. Look forward to chatting again next week in lead-up for the Hunter Cup. Thanks, Chris. There's Brittany Graham joining us from Sky Racing. Maddie Young's about to join us now. Talk all things Fremantle Cup. Minstrel by the barest possible margin there last week. What do we make of the tactics of Aldo Cordopassi and Gary Hall Jr. WA Pacing Cup next week? Maddie, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Where do we start with last week? How do we pull apart the Fremantle Cup? Because there was a fair bit going on there last week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was a lot happening, and I think uh, first and foremost, we've got to say congratulations to the Bond Stable and Ryan Warwick um, with Minstrel being able to cop the pressure throughout that race and be able to hold on by the barest possible margin. The train to star was fantastic in the second place. Uh, he loves the longer trip and he loves the hot speed, so he can win a pacing cup for sure for train to star, and uh, we saw that uh, with his run in the Fremantle Cup. So. Hopefully he gets a nice run in transit in the Pacing Cup and he can be up there. Uh, you mentioned Gary Hall Jr. and Aldo with their tactics. Look, it, it's it's pretty divisive over here about uh, what the tactics, who was in the wrong in opinions to uh, everyone in the industry. I thought it was a strange move that Jr. went around to the breeze with Chicago Bull when Magnificent Storm was uh, so strongly driven off the arm to go to the breeze from gate nine. So uh, I found that to be quite interesting yeah. uh, move as to why he would have made the move. But there are a lot of people that are in Junior's Corner and think that Magnificent Storm should have handed up. But mm. at the end of the day, Magnificent Storm pushed forward off the arm to get to the breeze. And that's where he wanted to be. And uh, he has also sat outside Minstrel before and beaten him. So I can understand the tactics there. And, yeah, just they got a little bit heated after the line between the two, and that's just what happens on the racetrack. Mm. In saying that, uh, Matt, Chris spoke to Ryan Warwick last week, and he suggested he, he, he had a deep think about the race and thought they'd go forward a magnificent storm, didn't they, Chris? Or didn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So yeah, what so do we do I, I, next week? What's that? Well, how do we sort of look at next week with the WA Pacing Cup? With Tab right now, Magnificent Storm Minstrel, $4 each of two, Chicago Bull, $5, Petronas Star, $9, Mighty Conqueror, 10 Vampiro, 10 Papanik, does he force his way into the cup field next week? Yeah, look, I think he will. Uh, Bletchley Park was pretty disappointing from gate two. He had a nice run throughout. He got three wide with cover. He was out of the speed battle. He uh, tried to make his run out wider on the track, but he weakened and finished out of it. So he's again, he's in again tomorrow. And I think he needs to win that race. 
to or run a very good race to be able to keep his spot. Kaepernick proved that uh, he deserves a spot in the pacing cup. He was devastating last Friday night. Ran solidly, uh, high 28s for the whole race until the last quarter, and he was able to fend them off. The thing that people need to realise with Kaepernick is that he is a sniper, and he's just brilliant with his speed. So uh, driving him the way that they did in the manner that they did last week doesn't really suit the horse that well. So for him to keep going just shows how much depth that he has uh, come back with this preparation. He's relatively lightly raced. He's won a lot of races. Uh, he's a very good horse. And if he was three fence in a pacing cup, and uh, well, pretty much if he had the run that uh, Bletchley Park had last Friday night, I think he would have won the uh, Fremantle Cup. Were you surprised to see Magnificent Storm except for tomorrow night? No. No, uh, I, I think uh, it's meant. I've mentioned it on the show before to you guys about uh, that horse. He just he needs to race. He needs to get fitness up. He seems to thrive on more racing. Yes, he had a hard run last week, but it was first up off of three weeks. So I think they won't drive him as tough tomorrow night, and they'll be just looking to get that uh, run under run under his belt going into the pacing cup. So. Um, yeah, look, I think he'll probably win, but at the same time, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do drive him tactically, knowing that they're seven days out from a 2,900-metre grand circuit race. So right now, Matt Young is saying, who is the horse to beat for next week's WA Pacing Cup? Yeah, well, I'd say it's Minstrel. I think Minstrel's had the preparation this time in that has been... Um, pretty much unthwarted. He, he's he been able to come through every run really well, improve off every run, bounce off every run really well. And it just seems like he's ticked all the boxes along the way to suggest that he can win the WA Pacing Cup. He's a very smart horse. Uh, he seems to be moving a lot smoother, which is a huge help. And if he gets the barrier draw, even better. But he copped all that pressure and he was still there at the finish. I was very surprised to see him win after how much pressure he did cop the other day. And then you've got a horse like Papanik who can run home really well and also Patrona Star. It's a very wide open race, but at this stage I'd be with Minstrel. I'm against Chicago Bull. Don't hang up on me. I'm against him and I just, I just don't think he's quite at his top, where he'll be able to be a threat in the pacing cup next week. So that's just where I sit. Bully's proven me wrong before. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's just how I think. I think he's a little bit under at that all-in market at the $5. All right. In saying that, just on, on his performance last week, he finished alongside Magnificent Storm after sitting on his outside. He was three wide for a good part of that trip last week, and they finished almost side by side. So I thought the run, under the circumstances, was okay. Yeah, oh, definitely. His run wasn't bad at all. Um, he went to the well big time, uh, and he'll he'll no doubt run a great race in the pacing cup. And uh, but yeah, I just just think that the young bucks are coming through. And you got to remember, Bully won a pacing cup in 2017, so it's been five years, and yeah. he's doing a, a bloody good job to still be um, racing at the top of his game after everything that's happened to that horse. It is truly remarkable to see him still being able to go out there and race at uh, the peak of his powers. But, yeah, I think, I think the young bucks coming through might have his measure this year.
Okay. Uh, you've got the ear to the ground over there. We've spe- uh, spoken about Papanik. Uh, he's prepared by Ross Oliveri. Is it right that Ross has lost one of his other stars, Motu Premier? Has he transferred to Adelaide now? Uh, not 100% sure. I haven't heard that. Uh, I was at the trots on Monday and there wasn't any talk about that. But, I mean, you're the best news sound in the business, Chris, so you probably... You probably have uh, got the understanding of what's happening. Um, I've actually just stepped away from the uh, work scene for a few days. I'm just down south enjoying my time in my favourite place, Bustleton. So I haven't actually been paying as much attention. What's that? Are you still in Bustleton? Uh, Yes. Yeah, we'll just come down here for Australia Day and uh, been here, going to be here for the next two nights. Okay. So was that their final... Meeting last week, last Friday night, yes. cup meeting. Is that yep. it now? Yep, that's the culmination of the season, the Bustleton Cup. Right. Steve, you taking any of the action last week? Yes. Yeah, it was great. Mm. Hats off to you, Matt, as well. The call of the cup was a ripper. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was It was pretty amazing, that horse, losing that sort of ground in uh, at Bustleton. It's sort of unheard of. They lose 30 metres at the start and then come from last, scrape the paint off the outside fence and win by 30 metres is uh, a big effort. Mitch Miller was able to back it up and win another cup on the weekend as well. He won the Albany Cup on Saturday night, so he was well-travelled, but uh, the trophy cabinet's filling up quickly. Yeah, it's good to see. Good to see. Matt, as always, really... Oh, I've got to ask, what's the best bit tomorrow night? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, race seven, number two, Sahara Storm, I think, will push her way to the top. Last start, the race just wasn't run to suit her. I'm pretty sure Ali Shaw will be happy to take the trail. I got that wrong last week, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Ali Shaw will take the trail. Sahara Storm will lead, and I think we'll just be winning. Okay, so race seven, number two, Sahara Storm. That's our load up tomorrow night. Yep, that's the one, race seven, number two. All right. Well, I really look forward to the chat next week when we're talking all things WA Pacing Cup. What a race that is going to be. Really appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your stay in Bustleton. We'll speak next week. Cheers, boys.